This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was my there we go. So who she does it again? Welcome back to another edition of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast, brought to you by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. I'm your co-host Richie Herod, and today I'm without Britton and Bobby again. They're back home, and lucky me, I'm on the road having a good time. So. Uh, today, I'm fortunate to have a couple of friends of mine on here, Troy Rodakowski and Brett Boyd. If you guys are regular followers of the Northwest Outdoorsman TV show, you may recognize uh, their voices from a show that we did this last year called Western Oregon Pheasants. And uh, we went, got in, together and went for a great hunt here in Western Oregon. That's where we're located now. And we're back. And we're back to turkey hunt, and we have some stories to tell. So, <laughs> thanks for being with me, you guys. Hey, oh, yeah, it's great. It's yeah. always great. It's always great hanging out. It's been a lot of fun for sure so far. So we should share some of this uh, fun there. Maybe to get started, though, um, let's just kind of introduce folks who you are. So, Troy, tell me about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my real job, I, I sell vegetable seed all over the world and contract uh, uh, different various uh, crops here in the Pacific Northwest and across the United States and sell that seed to Europe and Asia. And But I'm also an outdoor writer and uh, wildlife photographer and, you know, do a lot of hunting and fishing and, and get to travel around and write about it. And so, and that's how we met. So. Yeah, I was going to say, that's exactly how we yeah. met, right? Yep. So we, <laughs> yep. uh, members of the Northwest Outdoor Writers Association, and, and yep. we met that way and said, hey, we got to get together and, and do something fun. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, once you do something fun once, you just, you got to keep you doing keep it. You keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Brett, Brett and I have known each other for a long time, haven't we, Brett? We have, yes. <laughs> that's been great. Yeah, so uh, tell me about you and and uh, and let folks know how like how did we get to know each other? <laughs> okay, yeah, um, I work for the state of Oregon. I work for the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. I'm a fish hatchery manager, and I guess that's how kind of how we met was your right. brother works for the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife as yep. well, Ron, and and so we started hanging out um, over 20 years ago. Yeah, and uh, and then you know just you know you're you know definitely we're down fishing down that area when we were in Sandy Clackamas area. And, oh yeah, yeah. And uh, then that led into bear hunting and turkey hunting and pheasant hunting now and yeah. <laughs> turkey hunting again and just lots of sturgeon fishing. You did, know, uh, so you were, fishing. Did you you and Ron didn't go to school together, did you? No, we were just. Uh, um, yeah. He was two years ahead of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then uh, but you guys met when you started working at the department, so right, yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. kind of you know. Brett and his uh, brother Chris, we get together a fair amount, so it's the brothers, uh, you know, the Herod brothers, and Boyd brothers get together and do things. Oh, so it's fun. Been, it's been yeah. a lot of fun. So, you know, we're kind of in Brett's backyard here. So when I came down to do stuff with Troy, I'm like, hey, you got to come with us. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Too. it's been great. Yeah, yeah, you meet new people. That's what's yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then now Brett and I are friends, and you know, yeah. Absolutely. Hopefully, we get together and fish. We tried to last year, but you know how yeah. that goes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> life gets in the way sometimes. Yep, it does. So, one of the things I wanted to do after we came down and pheasant hunted is I know Troy 
he's a turkey killer. And I'm like, Troy, <laughs> I want to come down and hunt with you because I've enjoyed turkey hunting for a lot of years, mostly in eastern Oregon and in eastern Washington. But gosh, I just like, man, I got to I got to come down and see what it's all about here. So yeah, that's what we're doing, right? We're that's turkey. what we've been doing. We've been having a lot of fun. And, you know, to be honest, I cut my teeth hunting birds and the east side over there in the mountains and stuff. Right. But, you know, once you obtain properties over here and make friends with landowners and things, you you find out that, you know, you have a lot of different places to go turkey hunting. It's pretty cool. So, um, Well, it's real different um, here, you know. Like when we hunt in eastern Oregon, where Brett and I have hunted together especially, it's all public land. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, it's no problem. You just go up and, uh, you know, locate your birds and, and work hard to find them in the mountainous country. But when you get in the Willamette Valley. Yeah the kinds of public land available to hunt turkeys are kind of far and few between. Yeah, so we rely on the, the private landowner, right? Yeah, uh, 95% of the hunting over here is, you know, private property. Right. But what's really cool about the private properties here in the, the valley is you've got ag land to hunt turkeys on. You've got, you know, the hills, the hill birds. You've got birds that are kind of in this oak savanna down south, Roseburg area. Um, so you've got different habitats and different birds to hunt and they're all, uh, you know, a little bit different in the way they act. So you gotta, there's a lot of scouting involved and making friends with landowners and keeping people happy. And, um, once you do that, I mean, you know, you can have a good time out there hunting turkeys here. I think that's real important. The whole notion of, you know, treating landowners well, you know, if you're getting access to their property, you know, to Mm -hmm. go do some hunting, it's just like so important and uh you got to treat them well don't you you do i mean you it, it is you gotta you know you're either bringing them turkey or something that they like to eat or drink or you know uh just giving them a gift card uh you know i've uh purchased seed for some guys so they could plant some stuff you mm-hmm. know around sure. their place and you know to ha- enhance give, the habitat give you them know. advice and, yep yep yeah. yep you know so Keep them happy. That's the main thing. Make yeah. friends with them. Help them out. You know, and you'll get invited back every year. You know, it's funny how many people actually, are you going to come hunt turkeys again this year? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am, by God. Yeah. <laughs> and so we came down here and um, to hunt turkeys in a place that you've actually not hunted before, which was pretty cool. New landowner. This is what's really great about the spot we hunted. Yeah. And I and I already told you it's it's a spot I've been drooling over for years. Yeah, just drooling over it. Just it's like I would love. To, in fact, I've pulled over several times over the years and taken pictures of these turkeys to publish them in you know magazines and stuff. And I'm like, man, I'd love to hunt there. <laughs> and uh, I happened to have lunch with a farmer, and he says he was going to plant wheat for our company right there. Right. And I said, hey, I said, I know that spot. Do you think that I could hunt turkeys there? Yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. So this is the first time these birds have been hunted. We got to hunt them. It was great. And, uh, you know, it's something that I've been hoping for for years. And that's that's kind of how, you know, a lot of this happens. I mean, you meet people, and then there you go. There it you happens. go. You yeah. Got it. yeah, so we we go out there first morning, and, of course, we're, we're trying to make a TV show. And, uh, you know, Brett, you're first up, so we go down right. there. And, and uh, crawl into the blackberries, right, and then hug a log. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that, that that's the log. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was the extent my my scouting. Yeah, let's yeah. go behind the log. Go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it was just yeah. We 
crawled in there and waited for daylight and started was pretty slow. And, uh, and, but you know, you're just, you're able to kind of stand up and stand behind the log. And then we heard one gobble. Yeah. And then Troy was able to peek out and spot it. And then we were, then you, then we had to crouch down and you were humped <laughs> over this log for what seemed like an eternity. <laughs> yeah. You know, your back right. starts aching and I kind of, you know, I kind of noticed your knees got a little shaky. Yeah. Right? You're trying to, you, you don't want to be the first one to move. You don't want to be the person that spooks the bird. Right. And, uh, but yeah, it was really neat. Fun hunt, put on bird, put on a really good show. He kind of came, came out a little out of range and then he circled back in and, and, uh, Troy's really good with the mouth call and was able to, as you'll see on the video, sweet talk it. And we saw some interesting that. things, didn't we? I mean, with that bird, you know, stuff that you don't normally see. And the nice thing of being in that field, we, we saw him for quite a while. And he yeah. A little stomping and a little sideways. Yeah, yeah, he did that stomp thing with his, and Troy was saying it's like kind of like they're kind of a mock mating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then it was really cool the way he was you know, strutting and yeah. just kind of doing kind of a sideways walk towards the, <laughs> the decoy and... It was really he fun. came right in. Yeah, guy was a nice bird. It was fun. Yeah, it was a that was a good way to start our our trip. It's fun to watch him. I mean, yeah, that's that's a you know you can't ask for much better. You know, right off the bat, you got a bird, you got a bird working. He puts on a really neat show. You get to see some neat things, and then you get to cook him up later. That's the best yeah, part. Yeah, right? well, we'll get to that here in a minute for sure. You, yeah, you, everybody listening, you'll drool over this. Oh here. yeah. But uh, so one thing, I want to go back on the column a little bit because this bird, well, he came running, but mm-hmm. he was out beyond, you know, he was out of range when he first came in. And I thought, I personally, I thought he was going to go by. Mm-hmm. I mean, he saw the decoy, but he was on, he seemed like he was on a mission. I'm going somewhere else. But um, Troy, you, you spent quite a bit of time kind of sweet talking that dude. And he stopped and yeah. turned around and actually came back in. So. Typically, these birds where we were hunting, uh, he was probably used to heading towards the pasture over there and finding his hens or mm-hmm. meeting it, meeting up with the hens over there. You know, he was a younger bird and he was used to meeting with the other birds down there in the morning. So the fact that he was alone, I just kind of started purring, clucking, and giving him light yelps. And once he heard the purrs, and then you do a little more purrs, those purrs get those birds pretty excited because that's that's kind of an excited. Uh, you know, type of interaction between right. those turkeys, you know, either whether it's fighting or it's just a, a hen that's feeding and she's purring. But yeah, that, that turned him around pretty quick. Boy, it did, like on a dime. Yeah. As soon as he kind of saw that decoy, then he, I, I like the little sideways walk. He kind that of was go. great. <laughs> <laughs> that was so, pretty fun to yeah. watch. Uh, you know, a lot of times when we're hunting in the woods, we don't, we don't get to see him that far away that often, you know? I mean, right. that's a kind of one of those situations uh, a lot of times we hear them and then we see them all of a sudden unless we're working on a big meadow but and usually they're crossing those meadows or coming out of the woods and then where you're at so you that, try to set up to where yeah as soon as they you see them they're in your frying pan you know yeah, they're right. you know they're in range if you can get behind you know just below a rise or right yeah but in a flat yeah but this is ground. great yeah you could you watch them the whole time them. yeah it was, it was pretty neat. crazy yeah. Yeah. yeah and you shot quite a few turkeys yeah mm-hmm I, uh, yeah, I hunt. Um, I hunt around where I live. I live in the Sweet Home area, and it's a little different over there. Um, definitely rely on landowner permission as well. Um, a lot of private stuff, but a lot of there's a, some private timber companies that allow access oh, yeah. too, and they border private property. And sometimes you can catch those birds on the private timber land. They like to roost on that land and then feed around in some of that right. those clear cut areas and stuff. And so it can provide some opportunities in that type type of habitat too. Right. 
Yeah, a lot of, like you said, where we hunt in the timbered ground, it's it's a lot different. There's more terrain, and you're you're running a gun, and whereas here, we this was a little different. I, well, and I'm like you, I typically don't set up right. behind a thing and kind of have a, a blind and yeah. call. I, you know, I like to be able to move. A lot of the areas I hunt over here are still in the hills, and uh, right. so you're you're getting those birds to come in, but sometimes all you see is their head, and that's, you better make it happen. Yeah, right. You know, you don't get the show, you know, and... Uh, um, it's, it, it's a, like I said, it's, there's so many different styles of hunting over here on the West side. You can hunt those egg birds, you can hunt hill birds, you can hunt birds, you know, in the Oak Savannah, you know, uh, written down by the river, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's kind of nice to be able to watch one. And oh, it's really interesting to see what they do. Yeah. And these are all Rios, right? Yep. These are all Rios. I yeah. mean, you know, over East, you'll still have that Miriam's uh, Rio cross cause they tried to introduce the Miriam's over there. Right. So you'll get a little bit lighter colored coloration in the fan and you know uh different a little bit different look in the bird but that's kind of bred out over there but those are pretty birds on the east side but yeah these are all rios over yeah. here we talked to pat you know um over there where ronnie works in the other office who's uh, uh one of the biologists for the department right and he was telling us that they were introduced like in the early 60s. And, the, mm-hmm. and well, actually, maybe even before that, they tried, like you said, Miriam's, right. maybe in the 30s. But when they got serious, then they tried uh, Rio's because I don't think the Miriam's worked. They didn't. They didn't work as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure there are probably some still around, but you know, yeah. we get the same things yeah. over there too. Which is weird because the Miriam's are, you know, well suited for that, you know, the Eastern Oregon and that, you know, yeah. uh, climate, you know, and, right. and, and that that type of area so it's but the rios just took over and now they're transplanting a lot of the right. uh, rios from southern oregon and putting them all over the place yeah yeah well they're a fun bird to hunt for sure they're sure pretty oh I yeah mean, they beautiful. just they just are like a you know their feathers are like a dang rainbow of colors it's something else they're so pretty it's almost hard to pull the trigger sometimes. yeah it's just really fun <laughs> to watch them. yeah yeah, so then, uh, lucky me, got to go out in the afternoon. We had a hell of a day. I mean, you know, we, we shot, shot your bird in the morning, mm-hmm. and then we went back out and set up, and it, and it was kind of rainy. Gosh, it was nasty, yeah. We, we had hail. We had wind. wind. <laughs> we kind of had it all. We had wind. We had the river behind us making noise. We had wind making noise. We had hail, and, you know. It well, was... we knew there, this other bird was in there. Mm-hmm. We'd seen him, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. And he just wouldn't come in in the morning. Nope. He, he, was, just, he had a couple of hens with him. Yep. He just wouldn't come in. We watched him go by. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty good bird. You know, we were like, that's a good bird. Maybe we'll get him in the afternoon. So part of what you did was uh, we set up in a different kind of spot. Well, what were, what were you thinking? Well, I'd, I'd seen this bird. I'd had this bird in like a week ago to about 40 yards. And uh, we weren't able to get a shot at him because... Uh, person I was hunting with had a 20 gauge so it was a little out of range so I knew that the route he was going to take that he's probably going to end up down a little further so we moved set up down a little further right and I I figured hey if he comes down further he's not going to maybe loop out as far he's going to hug the brush a little more and you know considering the weather yesterday I'm like you know maybe this bird's going to come in a little close closer so we could maybe get a shot you know if he hears us yelping or calling and sees that decoy well i'll let you take over well we uh yeah i mean the thing was is that we kind of knew he was a pretty smart bird oh yeah and we were standing there uh, in our in our new little blind location 
fending off the blackberries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just looked up to the to the right, kind of peeked out as far as I could peek, and I see a red head. And these guys didn't see it, of course. And so I, I'm kneeling down going, get the camera ready, get the camera ready. <laughs> yeah. He's right there. But uh, it just started raining. Mm-hmm. And we're not really sure, actually, whether that bird – came because he, he, he never gobbled we never heard him gobble he didn't gobble and if he did it was we couldn't hear him we couldn't hear him because the wind or the river but yeah. i think he might have just popped out of the brush somewhere down from where we were yep. and anyway he took off on this little ridge line through the field and just kept a going he had a place in mind that wasn't where we were yeah and he just kept going and it started raining harder and hailing and and uh, you're like, man, he's on a mission. He's gone. And I thought, well, he's either heading back to the roost a little early and going to hang out and feed. and Or I told you, I said, or he's going to make a big loop and come back because he's really curious. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, there was a whole, there's a, uh, well, I guess that'd be to the south of us there. Mm-hmm. There was a, a row of trees and, and you were saying that's where they were roosting. Mm-hmm. And, he was, and maybe he's going to roost early because of the weather. Mm-hmm. But then we got a little sun. Right, the sun popped out after that big shower. Mm-hmm. After we sat there and, you know, you're covering up the camera and it's I know. a little wet, a little nasty, a little ugly. And the sun pops out and it's like, wow. Yeah, we you pulled know. out the pepperonis. and <laughs> We did. We were having a snack. It was good. Having a snack. Yeah. <laughs> Some almonds. <Great>. <laughs> we were pretty fancy out there, right? We are pretty fancy standing around and just BSing, right? And, right. And then, like, same thing. Yeah. I kind of peeked out and went... <laughs> Holy shit! There he is. <laughs> yeah, he was he was right there, and he was he was coming back. I think because he was curious, and you know, every once in a while, I was yelping just to let him. Hey, I'm over here. Yeah. But he knew that decoy was what he wanted, but he also knew there wasn't something that was totally right about it because he's an old smart bird. You know, his funny thing is he didn't. He never strutted up. Mm-mm. No, he, he just didn't. Walking and looking. Yeah, he slow. just walking and looking and yeah. feeding. Him. We were one thing we commented on is how many night crawlers there were in that field. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And I, he was picking and eating. Who knows what out there? Probably night crawlers, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that darn bird. I thought, you know, I kind of thought he'd walk right in front of us, but he didn't necessarily. He kind of veered off to the left a little bit, and and in our case, we're trying to make sure we could see it with a camera. So many blackberries in there. A lot of blackberries. And uh, waiting, waiting, waiting. And I kept going, you got it, you got it, Brett. And he's, I couldn't hear you back. And I heard him, yeah. You heard him, and you finally said, just I'm, shoot. I'm, I'm like, Rich, shoot him. I'm like, okay, you don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> yeah, and it, it was, yeah, right. Yeah, it didn't take him long, and man, he just rolled him. It was <laughs> yeah. beautiful. Yeah. He started to get out there a ways. He was, yeah, I was because I was... Uh, I couldn't see him where I was standing up, yeah. you know, and then the sun was right in my face. and I, But I could see where the opening that he was going to yeah. come out in. And then it's just like I knew once he kind of cleared the blackberries and that post. Yeah, the post. That post was Our... killing me there. And then once mm-hmm. he stepped out, then I knew I'd, that I'd, I'd be able to get the camera on it. Yeah, so that's like, okay, let's shoot. And then you pulled out your rangefinder afterwards, and you were like, how far is that? Yeah. 40, it's 46. 46 yards, yeah, that was a good Yeah, we, yeah. we knew the where the decoy was, and, you know, you look at that shot, and I'm like, that's why I said you better shoot him, because if he takes a few more steps the He's other direction, you don't, yeah. yeah, right. And if he had turned back left a little bit, even I wouldn't have had a shot, just because of the blackberries that were mm-hmm. flapping right. around there, you know, right, the right. winds, like, okay, and that's why I'm like, does someone, someone tell me, is it, on, is it yeah. in the yeah. camera field or not? But, yeah. 
but yeah. it ended up being a really nice bird. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. It's it's probably one of the nicest reels I've seen in a long time. I mean, you know, it's a great specimen. You know, uh, I see a lot of Rio Grande turkeys. I've mounted a few myself and shot a lot of big ones, but yeah. this is definitely a really nice it's bird. A nice, one, good yeah. specimen. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping maybe to to get a full body mount on this one. If I'm going to do it, I guess this would be the one. This is the pretty yeah. one. Yeah. Damn near uh, ten inch beard. Mm -hmm. It's pretty close. Nine and seven eighths. Yeah, it's yeah. right up there. Beautiful. Bird. And he's heavy too. Heavy. heavy yeah, bird. he's got to be twenty five. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's pushing twenty five. Yeah, that's pr yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that's the biggest one I've shot. Yeah, I, had, I shot another one one time bow hunting, which is something fun to do. You mm -hmm. know, I'd like to do that again sometime. You know, yeah. I'm really trying to dupe him. I it was in the snow. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. That was a lot of fun. I actually got a couple shots at him, and I chased him all over the woods. <laughs> yeah. I finally cornered him and made the shot. But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun right here, hasn't it, where we're oh, staying? Yes. We're staying here at Troy's place, and, I mean, we've had a show out the window, haven't we? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> birds in the area in the yard, and they're fighting and <laughs> strutting up and gobbling everywhere. It's, it's like, wow. It yeah. gets you pumped up. Yeah, it's like, oh, there they are. Let's go hunting. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it does. It definitely, and it's good for photos and all kinds of stuff. And, you know, you get to see things. You get to hear the birds talk. That's what, I think that's probably the biggest thing for people if they're wanting to learn how to turkey hunt is find some birds and listen to them. Or, yeah. Get, you know, talk you back know, to them. Yeah, yeah, talk back to them. See what kind of sounds they make. <laughs> you know, because it's not easy to make all the sounds they make, you know. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's fun to have them right here. It's fun to wake up in the morning and hear them gobbling. You know. you, you've written about uh, turkey hunting quite a bit. What are some a of the, lot. what are some of the tips that you usually give people? I tell people that number one, scouting is the most important. If you're right. not if you're not going to put the time in to scout, you should just hire a guide to go turkey hunting. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. Scouting is number one. Finding good places where turkeys have food and water. Uh, that's that's the next best thing. And. and you know, uh, making sure that you have a gun that's patterned well. You pattern your gun. You know what it's going to do at 46 yards. You know exactly. what it's going to do at 20. And, you know, just shoot it. Make sure to shoot it. You know, there's a lot of people this year, ammo's hard to find. So they're shooting oddball ammo with a gun that they normally shoot something else in that they can't get their hands on. And I bet there's a lot of people having some frustrating experiences out there in the woods this year because they didn't pattern their or it's something they normally right. wouldn't shoot through their gun. Sure, exactly. You know, um, and <clears throat> I just think uh, you you got to spend time out there in the woods, and you gotta you gotta definitely find where the turkeys are. If you don't, right, it's going to be a frustrating experience. Hey, Brett, you this morning you and I were watching them, and you made a comment. You said, uh, you know, it's kind of fun to watch these birds after a while. They have a pattern, you know. Yeah, and yeah. You were sure. kind of commenting on. Yeah, they'll find. It seems like if, if they're not, if, if they're not disrupted, I should yeah. say, you know, and then and, and they uh, nothing, you know, out of the ordinary happens to them, they'll stick with their pattern, you yeah. know, if, in a general, you know, sense. They'll kind of feed in the same places in the morning. They'll roost in the same trees. They'll mm -hmm. go over to point A to point B to point C. You know, right at roughly the same time period. You yeah, know, it's kind of so you so you know you can definitely capitalize on that. And then I think Troy alluded to it you know, like as the season progresses that sometimes they won't, you know, the, the hens are, are, are uh, maybe kind of have laid their eggs and the breeding starts slowing down. The, the toms won't gobble as much and it's, you have to rely on, rely on that to, to harvest a bird. Yeah. You know, their, you know, their patterns, of, good. they yeah, get tough later. Yes. Yeah, you know, just sit <laughs> and wait, waiting game. Yeah. yeah. They kind of get tough later. One, one of the things, uh, 
that you're talking about are are the tips for basically doing it yourself and you know brett you you and i are kind of do-it-yourself sort of guys i mean mm-hmm. we don't well we all three are we don't yeah. really we don't ever work with right guides necessarily not that guides are bad right at all yeah. it's just that there's something about scouting mm-hmm. knowing right. patterns and uh you know knowing what your gun does and setting up and and being successful i mean that's that's what's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and then knowing the behavior of the birds, yeah, kind of, yeah, you know what they they're doing at certain times. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, I mean, why turkey hunt? There's a good reason. Not only is it fun, but, but they're you, good. To, they're you know what? Good to eat, and that's the thing. You know, and, and I know you've heard this too. I know you've heard this too. I have people every year, multiple people. They're like, "Man, I heard those things are nasty. Oh, they're terrible. I heard they taste like leather. They're rubbery." Mm-hmm. They're nasty. It's a you know what you want a real good organic turkey. It's you're still eating white breast meat just like mm-hmm. you buy in the store. Yeah. It's still a turkey. Right. The leg meat, the thigh meat, everything on that turkey is primo, and it's it's how you prepare it. And we had something really special last night. Oh. Wasn't that something? You yeah. really did a good job, man. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what. It's amazing. Well, yeah. people, I think the the mistake people make with a wild turkey is that they think it's you know. The one that you're going to have at Thanksgiving, you go to the store and you buy it and you put it in the oven and you cook it up and it's mm-hmm. going to be delicious. Juicy. And- right. <laughs> you do that with a wild turkey. You're in trouble. And your teeth might need a little help. Yeah. Because right. they, be they get really dry, really tough, and, and that's why people don't like it. Yeah, they're lean. I mean, this is you want a true organic turkey. These turkeys fly up 100, 100 feet into a tree at night and sleep. You're not going to see a butterball do that. You know, and, yeah. and there's no no introduced hormones. I mean, they're out there eating bugs, right. aquatic life, seeds, and so they're lean. So you gotta you gotta think when you're prepping that turkey, just like you do when yeah. just like that recipe you did last night. Oh, you, yeah. You, you, yeah. Oh man, you gotta tell these people. Well, so one of the things that I have been experimenting with for the last oh, a couple of years now is uh, just shanks. You know, like a deer and elk mm-hmm. shanks. Yep. So that's like the forearm, back leg, the stuff that's really hard to grind or you leave in the woods. And it's like, you know, I've heard for a lot of years how good the shank meat was if you just braise it. You know, and braising is uh, slow cooking, basically at low heat. That's what braising is. And so, you know, I started doing that with deer and elk. And you put shanks in a Dutch oven and put it on a um, uh, pellet stove. And you cook it for six, seven hours at a low heat, and it just falls off the bone. And it's the most delicious stuff you've ever had. Melt in your mouth. It melts in your mouth. Mm. You know, all that, all that cartilage and all that in there helps create the broth. And it's just the flavors there. And it's just the most amazing meat. Yeah. And I got to thinking, well, why not do that with turkey legs? I mean, there's a lot of different ways to do turkey legs. There's that, yeah. I've uh, cooked them, boiled them, and then we've made enchiladas and different kinds of recipes with the meat that came off but still it was you know it's a little bit tough right but why not treat a turkey shank like a deer shank right it's and, it's a brilliant move and that's it's the next level so move good. yeah yeah and so that's what that's what i came up with here just a little while ago and the recipes on our on our uh, website you can go to herod outdoors look under the recipes tab way down at the bottom where the upland bird recipes are and there's a braised turkey shank recipe and it's 
you know, when, when you do deer or elk, you say a lot of savory flavors. I made this one slightly more sweet, so you end up putting apple juice in there. Mm -hmm. White wine rather than red wine, which you might use for uh, deer or elk shank. But And then just cook it on low heat for about five hours or so. It was fantastic. Falls off the bone, oh, yeah. makes a little gravy. Ooh, boy. Oh, baby. Mm-hmm. A little mashed potato. I'll tell you, you know, that's I, I've eaten a lot of turkey because yeah. I, I, you know, I kill a lot of turkeys. Right. That's probably the best recipe. And I, I, I love my turkey. And that's one of the best, if not the good. best, turkey I've ever had, wild turkey. Yeah, it's incredible. It really is. So how do you like doing, like, uh, the breast meat bread? I am. Um, I crock pot them, and I, I had the same situation or similar, I guess, situation when I first started trying to. I was trying to fry them, mm-hmm. yep. and then I try to slow cook them too. But I was so used to you know domestic turkeys or chicken even you know right. where it's like you put them in a crock pot and it was like your your domestic fowl if you would yeah. would be done in four hours. The turkey would be tough, right? And uh, so what I found is just you need more time, time at least an extra two hours and liquid. Yeah. So if you put some, like you said, stock juice, just water, some seasoning, mm-hmm. and then, um, then you know, I break that meat up, and and then at first I kind of was, and you know, same, I had the same experience with like venison roast too. Mm-hmm. Um, I pull the meat out of the juice. Yeah. Put it on a plate. Cut it, and it just dry up. Dry up. Yeah. So I found that if you just if you're gonna cut it, leave it in the juice or right. reintroduce the juice over the meat. Correct. In the pot, and then or I like it for you know tacos, enchiladas, stuff like that. Break it up mm-hmm. in there, and it will Shredded. absorb that juice, and it'll be so moist. And and we were talking, I I like the texture. Yeah. It's not mushy. It's, but it's not tough. It is. I like it. Just I like it has some substance. You yeah, know, it's like texture. Shred, like yeah. shredded. It's, it's shredded. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's really yeah. good. It's excellent. Amazing flavor. It's. It's really good. One of yeah. the ways uh, raw, I, I prefer it over chicken. Oh for, yeah, oh yeah. For, for I, all, well, there's my no tacos doubt. Oh, and, yeah. You know, enchiladas and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Brother Ron, you know, mm-hmm. one of the ways that he always liked doing it when we'd be in camp, you know, up there, he'd take half a breast or something, he'd strip it up, pound it out, and then yes, take a an uh, um, a uh, uh, meat tenderizer. No, yeah. what the heck? Is the cuber. Sorry. Cuber. Oh yeah. Lost lost train of thought yeah. there. Take. Pound it out, take a cuber, and a cuber is just where you poke a bunch of holes in the meat, and then we would batter it up with seasonings and deep fry it. So turkey strips, mm-hmm. and they're fantastic they're that way. They're good too. Yeah, they're tender that way they're too. Real yeah. tender, you yeah. know. And that's what you're doing with the cuber. But uh, and you you posted uh, on the on the Instagram the other day some pictures of some tacos. Yeah, tacos that looked tacos, like yeah. they were like. Woo-wee. Oh man, yeah. You, well, and like Brett said, I mean, it makes some of the best shredded taco yeah you know and whether you're using the breast or the leg and thigh meat this that was leg and thigh meat and i do Mm -hmm. you know turkey noodle soup with the leg and thighs i do Mm -hmm. a lot of guys will cube them up and make turkey nuggets you know uh you know that uh ranch dressing a little bit of Mm. panko and oh yeah and you know that type of thing and then you know i got another recipe i slice them up and roll them in brown sugar and and uh chili powder and then wrap them in bacon and then uh, cook those Turkey in the oven. Poppers? The, yeah, Dude. cobbler poppers, baby. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. And, and then you drizzle honey over the top after you pull it out. And honestly, they're, they're the type of things that you're sitting there with your buddies. And before you know it, you've eaten a whole turkey. Oh, yeah. You right. know? But anyway. Hey, man, you're making me hungry already. I know, man. We just ate breakfast. breakfast I know. We just ate breakfast. I know. We had a big old turkey meal last night. I know. That was amazing, man. That's seriously best, best ever. You guys got to look it up online, get the recipe. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
Well, that's probably about it for today. It's been uh, a lot of fun hunting with you guys. It's been a Thanks for of, having me. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been, been awesome. great. Been a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys came, and it's been a great trip for sure. It's been a great trip. There's a little bit more to go. Yeah, we do have a little bit more. We have a little bit more to go, and then and it'll be over for, for now. For Until now. Until next time. So. Yeah, it'll be a next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this edition of the We Are Outdoorsman podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so that you get notifications when new ones come along also like our instagram and facebook pages that we are outdoorsman wao podcast and give uh, troy a uh, like there on his instagram page too at troy outdoors yeah do that follow me on facebook yeah. I, you guys will get to see a lot of neat things on there too so. yeah check it out and, yeah. and, and brett he's he's wise he stays away from social media <laughs> yeah. I yeah. wish we could do that as yeah. well <laughs> i know i know it's yeah we we can't do that i know well it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> yep but anyway uh that's it for this week and we'll talk to you next time